Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in Tamarout's Fate, Part 8, as part of our Ghosts of Saltmarsh game. Today is February 27th, 2020, and you are loved. And that is a very important thing that we like to inform each and every single one of you at the beginning of all of our games. Uh, this is the first time that you are hearing that message from us. Consider going to youtube.com slash indoor adventures where you can gain access to all of our VODs for every game that we play here on this channel, as well as we post audio casts wherever audio casts are made available for free. If you already support us on Twitch, YouTube, and a respective audio cast, consider going to patreon.com slash indoor adventures where you can also gain access to our after show called Nights in the Courtyard or also see yourself joining our Discord. I feel like we are a group of fine people and their link to the Discord is sometimes posted in chat or it is found directly below this video or this audio cast uh, in the description, uh, I should say. Also, I know that uh, our merch store often has things like sweatshirts and mugs and things to help keep you cozy, but the summer months are coming up, so why not help yourself out uh, with the plethora of like tank tops and other more comfortable clothing? Who knows? Maybe this year for Gen Con, I will once again get a, a very fashionable crop top and wear it around for at least a day. And the only way that I know, the only place I know where I can get one of those is at indooradventure.redbubble.com. So consider going there if you would like to potentially pick up some merch, find yourself in the ownership of something nice. Uh, at least, I think it's nice. With that in mind, hey Dingo, who are you playing tonight? I'm Dingo, she, her, and I am playing Hish Sungard, the half-orc fighter. He, him. Yo, what's up? It's your boy Reeves. Uh, he, him. I will be playing Omen and Ham Dark, uh, who use he, him, and they, them. Boy. Um, I'm Cyber. I play Albus. We both use he, him. Albus is a Simic hybrid sorcerer. He. Hello, everyone. I am the sexy, mysterious Kylan. Uh, tonight we'll be playing the sexy and mysterious Jill Fan, uh, the half-elf cleric. And we both use she, her pronouns. And I am the indoor adventurer, and tonight I shall be your dungeon master. So, last we left off. You had been able to uh, successfully get through a decent amount of the emotional turmoil and baggage that you all had been going through uh, over your period of sailing upon your living ship Triumph, uh, heading towards the small village of Uskarn. Uh, upon, uh, during this travel, Albus was plagued with some rather intense migraines uh, and stayed more below deck and was not particularly involved with a lot of the emotional turmoil, but he getting some sleepies in. Uh, on top of that, by the time that you arrived at shore, Hish, you had to make a difficult decision as to uh, try and, and push your ex-wife a little bit further and uh, convince her to remain aboard uh, this rather infernal uh, infernal heritage, infernally uh, tied vessel known as Triumph, uh, but ultimately you decided to bid Talia farewell uh, the following morning. 
while you were all in this village of Uskarn and getting a proper heading as to where to go, Ullman, you ended up discovering a, a, a secret most foul. You, you won my naming puzzle as you found out exactly uh, what Tamarout is, or at least what the reference uh, was to. Being that there is another ship that uh, sails upon the coastal waters, and it seems like that ship, captained by a long-dead pirate named Tamarout, uh, has actually been plaguing the coast. It was at that point that you ran back to the ship uh, in an attempt to wait for everybody to come by so you could gather your forces and then let them all know what the deal is with Tamarout. And Albus was at the bottom of the harbor getting some rest in, and Hish was spending one last night with Talia. Uh, so that is where uh, we are going to be picking up, but I actually did want to uh, rewind just a little bit because I feel like there was a necessary scene that should have happened on our trip from uh, trip from Triumph's creation to Uskarn, which was actually going to be between Talia and Jill. Uh, because Talia never got a chance to thank Jill in person for fixing the ship. She sees no problem with it. She never knew the weird demon ship that it became, so Talia, in her own way, is very thankful. And she says just as much uh, when she approaches you and uh, saying, oh, I, um, I heard from Hish that things... When, when that creature exploded and, and, and caused a... What I'm trying to say is when that monster came by and fucked our shit up royally, I didn't know how we were going to, to sail again, but I heard from Hish that, well, we have you to thank. Uh, they have told me that it is something to do with your god and i'm not exactly sure who that is i know that it's not good but ultimately she motions to the ship i think it at least was something um i think like during this conversation like uh, whenever Jill hears to say, you know, like, Hish told me that, like, you have you to thank for this. I think she's, like, kind of, like, tenses up, almost like as she's expecting the conversation to go a different way. Um, but as she, like, listens to her more, she kind of, like, relaxes, I guess. And, I mean, like, lets her guard down a little bit, uh, still a little tensed up. It's just like, oh, um, well, it was, um, it's nothing. Don't mention it. She will, uh, she'll, she'll be a little obstinate and let you know it wasn't nothing. You fixed this. <laughs> I. You can try and be humble all you want, but the fact of the matter is... I don't know how, but it seems like it's moving on its own where we need to go. 
Um, Not something. Yes, you would be correct in that regard, but um, perhaps it's not as much as a blessing as you uh, believe it to be. But um, Well, then what should I believe it to be? Because as I stand, still breathing, thanks to Hish and Albus, this is fine. <laughs> Not exactly what I thought would be happening, given, to be honest, I didn't even really want to come on this trip. <laughs> understandable it's um well uh, I can see where a lot of things uh, changed very quickly and your hand was forced in that decision um, but uh, I'm you know we're, we're glad you're here and, and safe thank you uh, I'm glad that I'm safe as well. And uh, at that, she just says thanks again. And then unless you have anything else that you would want to bring up to Talia, that's where she leaves you. Um. Yeah, I think that's, that's probably about it from Jill. Because uh, I think up until this point, she's been a little, like, distant from, like, Hish's and, and Ullman's family. Like, she doesn't interact with other people's family members. She just feels awkward about it. So I think she's just like, oh, yep. Well, this is, ah, the conclusion. <laughs> I must be going. <laughs> but, um, I, I, I think as she leaves, though, there's just, like, a little, little teeny, teeny bashful smile. All right. So we then fast forward to whence we left off, uh, which is uh, Ullman, you know that Albus is sleeping with some fishes down below. Uh, I don't know how many there are, but that's fine. Uh, so Ullman, what are, what are you doing? As it's just you and Jill awake uh, in the harbor at this moment. Um, I think Ullman as he's been waiting and like delivered the news to Jill has realized that like when the captain gets back and when Albus wakes up like he can tell them it's not like he has to hold some big meeting so I think he makes himself and whoever's around in Hungary some dinner and then heads off to bed okay sounds good so uh, Hish, was there anything that you wanted to do over the evening? Okay. Not specific. Gotcha. Uh, so then we are going to go into the morning of the next day. Uh, so Hish, you wake up. It is you, Talia, and Ollie that have all paid to, to stay on shore, uh, in a nicer uh, in a nicer part of the village I mean it's not like a town with very distinct districts it's just this place is arguably more well put together and the crowd seems nicer um, 
but yeah so you wake up amongst your family uh and talia is going to be getting ollie prepared to go on a big trip uh and she uh she says that uh you are going to be heading out to sea again and that uh she and ollie are going to be taking the road it's a little bit safer and Ollie makes a slight protest, but then remembers the bird made of pure electricity. And at that is like, he nods a little, he uh, nods a little bit more firmly. He doesn't necessarily want to leave his dad, but he, he also understands uh, in his own way, uh, the brief, uh, the brief play of mortality that he almost witnessed. Yeah. Ugh poor guy um yeah i think i think hish helps talia get all of all of ollie's things together finds the mission the like inevitably missing shoe and like puts his little wooden sword in his backpack and uh all that good stuff um i think i said this last time but he um he hands off the the little um silver statuette to to talia and um just um you know tells her to check in whenever when she when she can of course um yeah and i think he i think he also um he takes out his his other scimitar not the flame one but just the the regular one um and he he hands it off to her and he says you you know what to do with this, right? And she just shakes her head, like, stick them with the pointy end? Yeah, the nice thing about scimitars is that it's easy to tell which side is the... Uh... It's all pointy along here. Yeah, you got it right. <laughs> she just, again, kind of gives you this look like, I've I've seen you use a sword before. I'm, I'm pretty sure I know roughly the motions for it, at least. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure you got it handled. There was that one time with the bobcat. You remember that? And her eyes just go wide and she looks at a corner of the room that's like a thousand yard stare. I have never seen you grab a stick so big and chase so fast. I have a disdain for wildcats, especially when they are trying to come after me at very quick speeds. <laughs> yeah, well, he rethought that real fast. And uh, she just sort of chuckles to herself and says, well, don't worry. I'm sure that if we meet any wildcats along the road, that this will be more than enough to deal with them. Worry? Me? I wouldn't dream more of it. More likely than you would think. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think so. I am the picture of calm. And she has a wry smile uh, and says... We'll try and be down as soon as we possibly can. Uh, 
Okay, well. As long as you meet us there, everything will be fine. Well, it should be smooth sailing from here, so. And she nods. Uh, and says, We'll head out. I guess this is the most difficult part to ask. Which would you prefer? You see us off or we see you off? Because one of us has to leave first unless we both just agree to part ways and, and call it good. Why don't I see you off? Right. Give you a little head start. And uh, she nods, and uh, it takes uh, it takes about an hour and a half, closer to two hours, to actually get everything ready. You manage to find a cart, a a, a sturdy enough looking horse uh, that's out of its wild years. It is now very much just used to pulling a cart, um, and together uh, as the group is there. Ollie is riding on the cart and Talia is just sort of walking alongside it. And uh, as they are getting ready, uh, Talia will come over to you and she will reach down and just give your hand a reassuring squeeze and says, everything's going to be fine. And she then lets go of your hand and goes back to the cart and uh as she as she gets back to the cart she mentioned uh you hear her say something uh to ollie and ollie just turns back and leans against the cart and just waves after you and he continues to yell as the cart continues to carry off uh about how he's going to be so strong when you see him again he's going to have big <laughs> muscles just like just like his dad he's got real big and muscly oh yeah, I think um, I think Hish puts on a brave face and um, he's smiling and uh, and waving. Okay. Um, yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, he's just smiling and waving. Sounds good. So uh, at this point, it is roughly midday. Albus, you have awoken at the bottom of the harbor, not disturbed by any fishers or your friends. You got a, a big old resty in. Walk. Yeah, Alphys will get out of the harbor, make its way back on the ship, stripping wet. <laughs> Fair enough. And then at this point, uh, Olman, if you were still waiting to inform uh, your party members of Tamarout, um, it'll be about midday. Uh, by the time that Hish shows up. And uh, Hish, are you still maintaining your brave face? Yeah, I, th I think he's I think he's still got it on um, as he as he sort of boards the ship. Okay. So you are all now in the same place at the same time. Uh I guess I couldn't figure out where on that map the, the kitchen was located. Could you tell me that? I just figured it was like first level below deck. 
So on the where your kitchen was is uh, four on the map. So main deck towards the bow, uh, the two front rooms. So uh, for you, four is the kitchen, five is the dining area, and six is food stores. Gotcha, gotcha. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and yeah, I guess I would be in a position where I could hear people arriving. Uh, so I guess I just, uh, as I hear Albus board the ship, I invite him into the kitchen to come sit. And then, uh, I serve some food up and, uh, as Hish arrives, I also like, you should come to the kitchen. Don't have to tell me twice. Yeah, I think he'll he'll take a seat, eat some food. Uh, I already told Jill this uh, last night, but while I was doing some shopping, I overheard a rumor that I'm a little worried about. There's, I think, another ghost ship that's been terrorizing this coast. Uh, it's this one captained awesome. by uh, an undead pirate named. Tamarout? Is this one also going to be full of spiders? I, like I think it's an angry god. not. I think this is all probably undead uh, pirates. Indar, would I have heard of Tamarout? Uh, I would say make a history check. Okay. You'll have advantage on this because it's sea-related. Sea-related. I was a pirate once in my heyday. Nineteen plus where is my history? Zero, just nineteen. Okay, so with a nineteen, you have roughly the same understanding of uh, of who Tamarat was that Jill did, uh, in that they were a nefarious pirate captain who once sailed the seas near here, uh, and. Did did the majority of you know regular pirate stuff, plunder, uh, salvage operations, that kind of thing, uh, but then their vessel ended up going down uh, near a particularly nefarious spot of water. You know that uh, just based off of your sails that something's not right over there. Like whenever you, whenever people would go fishing nearby or anything like that, like it always came up really weird. Uh, like there's just something that seems to be messing with the wildlife there. Gotcha. Yeah, I think Hish kind of um, leans back from nervously picking at its food, and he says, um, "Well." I mean, we've dealt with one ghost ship before. It's true, and I hope we don't even run into it. Yes, that honest. would that would be my vote to not That's the idea. engage. It's not like anybody's hiring us to take care of it. It's just a a danger I heard of, I suppose. No, but if Umberly has her way, we'll be headed right towards it. 
Wouldn't be surprised. I I just have this gut feeling. Also, if I could <clears throat> chime in here, there's um I mean they were pirates. There might be good money on that ship. It's true. I also speculated if we could eat their ship with trial. Like putting a ship inside of. Well, I mean, if we just bit their side, they'd just return to the bottom of the sea, right? Put a big hole in them. Okay, so I'm not sure if you want our ship to cannibalize this ship, or if it's more like a boar situation. Hold on, let me let me let me figure this out. And he. Uh, touches the ship and tries to reach out again. Okay. Uh, Trump? How do you feel about eating other ships? This isn't even a direct response to you. When Do you say this out loud? Uh, I'm thinking it, okay. Tim. Uh, both you and Jill. Jill, you don't know why this feeling is uh appearing while you are on this vessel but triumph uh is very pleased in anticipation oh triumph is absolutely ready to do some chomping on the ship it's not supposed to make us feel better jill doesn't look like surprised at all she's just I like mean, <laughs> nodding <laughs> i don't know now that everything's not fleshy it's kind of endearing it's like a boat puppy yeah you make a point <laughs> jill still nodding <laughs> excited to sail us around and chomp on ships occasionally if we need it to and the ballista's broken don't know what happened there but uh would the ballista have been fixed somehow the ballista would have been fixed during uh, the overall mending. Well, actually, Hish, I don't believe that's the case. Now, I'm going to be honest, I don't know what it shoots anymore. It could uh, still be fire. <laughs> I guess we'll cross that bridge when we when we reach it. I mean, hopefully. I Okay, but coming back to what you were saying about the money thing, no, 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 no. <laughs> we should not be motivated by that to seek out the ship. <laughs> Why not? Oh, we don't need to do that. No, no one is paying us to do it. Yes, I mean, yes, there, there would be money. Could be monetary gain. But what happened to being thrilled by the idea? of monetary gain from adventure. Well, back when all, whenever I wanted wasn't monetary gain, I suppose, you know, that was motivating, but now it's, now it's different. Near-death experiences, that's my answer. What is different? I mean- I, I, She's gonna get flustered and be like, 
bullshit. I feel like it... I, I guess I sort of feel a sense of moral duty in that we could probably deal with it, and there may not be a lot of people around here who would. We have now, them. hold on. And they're causing a lot of trouble, but... We're not vigilantes of justice. I, I know, that's... I said I have a certain feeling just in who I am as a person. Not that you all have to go along with that. I'm getting the sense that two people want to seek out this ghost ship. <laughs> I don't want to seek it out, but I have a feeling it's going to You find don't out. not want to seek it out. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Albus, please be a voice of reason here. We have a moral duty to, <sighs> to get to Moran as quickly as possible. Exactly. Well, I have a moral duty, and I'm sure Jill does. I have no idea what the two of you need to do. But as you said, Jill, I wouldn't doubt if Umberly threw it at us. Almost literally, maybe. Well, if she does, that's a different story. That's not our fault. We shouldn't want to go after it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> None of us want to go after it, Jill. There are just reasons why it would be beneficial if we did. Some of us have just read the title of the episode. <laughs> Hush. Somewhere, somewhere far away on a plane separate from this, a black dragonborn has a nosebleed. Jill, Jill gets, a, gets a kerchunk in her thing right now. Who the hell is breaking the fourth wall? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm leaving this conversation feeling probably less assured than I did when I entered it. Are we all of the understanding that if we if we encounter the ship we will handle it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, circling back to what Jill is being all weird about. <clears throat> I'm taking my coffee to go. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, he, he kind of sits back and he, he lets it go. And Jill just walks off, but you can tell she looks a little embarrassed. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you guys have been told about this ghost ship. What is your plan for setting out? Are you planning on staying any longer in Uskarn, or are you just interested in hoofing it to the trail? Um, the only thing I would want from Uskarn is some potions of healing okay how much are those so potions of healing i believe in the php are 50 gold pieces yeah so yeah you'd be able to find them for 50. okay 
then yeah I'm gonna grab two of those maybe three if I'm feeling yeah let's go three I'm feeling it but that's it otherwise okay for Hish. sounds good and we can just say that you picked those up uh previously yeah. Like on your way to the on your way back to Triumph the first time. Yeah, yeah. Um so when you are all ready to set out, um Triumph just kind of uh almost politely backs himself up out of the out of the harbor. He eventually is able to make a turn and then just begins to coast, and as they do, the sail unfurls. Uh and seems to be filled with a Filled with a favorable breeze, although you guys know that it's actually an almost windless day. Uh, it just triumph is good at making itself look like a fully functioning ship. And as you are as you are, are uh, heading out, it is going to be you know still some time uh, before you reach Om. And it is after about the third or it would be at the second night of travel at this point. Yes, Ullman. Uh, at some point shortly after we've departed from the harbor, I think Ullman would make a point of stopping in on Hish somewhere. Okay. Uh, hey, Hish. I uh, just wanted to check in. How was seeing the kid off? Yeah, I think Hish looks up from um, from he's from his desk. He's probably feigning doing paperwork or something. There's nothing really to do, um, and he he sort of drums his fingers on the desk and says, "Um, well, he's very excited, uh, and uh, he says he's going to fight all the monsters for his mom. I told him not to, but you know." The best I can hope for is for him to be good and be safe. Yeah. But otherwise, it was um, not, you know, it was it was it was fine. He raises his eyebrows a little bit. How are you doing? I mean, how do you think I'm doing? <laughs> yeah. That's why I came to say hi. <laughs> I don't want to be ungrateful and, you know, I don't want to not have faith in the crew that we sent with them, but it's, and I know Talia is capable and she knows how to swing a sword. I just, it's just the not being able to do anything. It's true, but the road is a relatively safe place. It's well-traveled. Lots of people coming through there. And, well, we just found out we may be encountering something very terrifying. Where would you rather than be? No, yeah. You, you make a very good point. That, that had crossed my mind. I know it doesn't 
make it any easier, but it helps, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it does. So, uh, what kind of house are you thinking? <laughs> something, something a lot nicer. I think he sort of, uh, pulls you over and, um, I think he sort of like very crudely starts drawing out like what he's kind of thinking and what he thinks Talia might like and all that, all that good stuff. Yeah, I think Omen just like suggests ridiculous additions, like oh, he definitely puts in the slide for Ollie and like <laughs> they just like extend off the random portions of the house and just pure absurd suggestions. Oh yeah, yeah, this house gets out of hand very fast. <laughs> but eventually calls it a night. And- Sees you all. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. So we have Hish and Ullman making plans for a ludicrous house. Uh, Aldous, is there anything that you would like to do upon setting out? Yes. Uh, Jill, at some point, there's going to be a knock on your door. Coming! And she'll go get it. Hello, Albus. Albus is holding three books in his hand. Are they the big, mm. big bad boys? Yep. Um. Uh, I see. Um. Okay. Um. Step inside. I don't feel comfortable holding on to these any longer. And may I ask why that is? Imran right now is one of my people that has been uh, corrupted by his influence. I don't want to be the next. So, I don't want to deal with that temptation. I I understand and I'm more than willing to take the books off your hands. However, I think you're wrong. I think that you are much more resolute than you're currently giving yourself credit for. I would like to believe that I am. But I I can't deal with any I can't, I, I can't deal with any doubt. I don't want this. 
didn't know that that was something that you experienced. No offense, but you always seem so sure about any course of action you take. Right. Which is why I'm sure that I'm not going to be holding on to these any longer. <laughs> I almost said, can, can I roll to pick a brain? <laughs> Alas, when the awful sea is rubbing off on me, but... Um, That's just called an insight check here. Yeah, I, I want to see if I can, like... Because it feels like Albus is, is maybe being... I don't know. I'm trying to get a read on him. Okay. 26. Uh, Albus does not lie. Or has not lied to you all. Uh, he is probably overstating uh, his temptation, but in his mind, maybe he just randomly thought about going through uh, going through his bags and taking the books out. And uh, even that was too much for him. Uh, yeah, I think with that, she'll be like, you, sorry, I didn't want you to feel the need to justify your decision. I, I, I will take the books off of your hands. I just wanted to check in, I guess, she'll say as she scoops the books out and uh, puts them in, in her desk. Do you believe he has your best interests at heart? Um, she's not going to make direct eye contact. I think her eyes are going to go to the picture on the wall. Detect thoughts. Oh, oh, oh. Shit. <laughs> and Elvis, as you're detecting thoughts and you watch Jill's vision trail you haven't seen this portrait before um i think what you um i think the general vibe that you get is You would get what Jill felt whenever she rolled that natural 20 on her insight check into Tharsden. And, and that sense would be a sense of like, you get the sense that she believes that he believes he has her best interest at heart if that makes sense. Okay. Now what's Jill's answer? And you would probably also like see little snippets of like her getting the picture and also uh, probably snippets of 
her writing the Tharsen and him being like, yeah, you're the guiding star, of course, duh. Um, she, she'll probably like look back and say, Funnily enough, yes, actually. I know how that must sound, but... I... I don't know. I mean, I do know, but I know that you probably don't believe me. And Alice will just nod and leave. Alrighty. So, Jill, you have gotten your three original Tharazdin tomes returned to you. Uh, Albus, you gained all the information that you needed to, I guess, from Jill. Uh, but is there anything else that you guys would like to do uh, over this next set of days? Albus is going to go to his room and just psychically just, like, it's, it's the psychic equivalent of screaming into a pillow. Okay. Um, uh, oh, no, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> Fine, okay. You win. Uh, Omen, uh, I think since he has reduced duties in terms of people he has to feed, uh, gives Ham some, like, leeway to do as he kind of wants to. So if he wants to do some painting or tumbling around, whatever he desires, I guess. A lot of it is painting, but uh, it's Ham trying to learn how to speed paint. Uh, basically, he knows uh, that if he creates something, uh, using his slime boy powers. It lasts for only a set amount of time. So he is basically throwing out a canvas and trying to paint a thing as quickly as he can on it before the canvas erases, just to time himself. And when he does, he he does the, the definite childhood thing of, I want you to time me, and then he just starts going for it, like... I can run so fast. Time me to see how run I, to see how fast I run. Like that sort of mentality is coming through. Yeah, I encourage him thoroughly. Definitely getting faster, <laughs> and I try to impart what little knowledge I have of, of painting as well in in little tips. Okay. Make a performance check. To see how good you get at these. Uh, 17. Okay. So you actually come a decent way. It turns out when you focus on one thing for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours at a, uh, at a time per day, 
you can actually accomplish pretty decent stuff. Uh, so at this point, uh, what Ham is capable of doing is actually like putting out up to like four canvases and just with similar strokes on each of them, just quickly reproducing paintings as well. Ooh. All right. Impressive. And then Jill, what were you looking to do? I was trying to decide who I wanted to talk to, but I think I figured it out. I think it's Ullman. Um, yeah, I, I think she's just gonna bust in the kitchen one day while you're while you have some downtime. Ullman, holy fuck! <laughs> no, it, it'll be more more calm than that. And she'll be like, Ullman, are are you busy? Uh not particularly. What's up? Um. This may seem a strange question, but um, you're able to interact with Triumph? Uh, yeah, I, I can. I uh, just kind of extend myself towards him in the same way I do to speak to everyone else, and especially Ham at first. And you find that it works. I, I guess I'm just curious, do you get like, do you get a feeling back or is it like something different? I mean, sometimes he just kind of gave me a feeling when I was talking about the uh, eating ships, but we've spoken as well sometimes says things. I've never been contacted by him, but... So you only get a sense after you've directly tried to reach out? Uh, yeah. You could say that. Interesting. And, and you said you've spoken to they spoke back to to you? Yes, when I asked what their name was and if they could hear me. I see. Okay, then. Um, great, excellent. That's um, informative. Can I ask a question in return? I suppose that's only fair. And he grabs your, like, to-go mug and puts it in the safe <laughs> behind him. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Why do you ask? I suppose I may have been acting a little cagey. Maybe. But, um... Okay. How do I explain this without making an ass of myself? Um, so, um, since Triumph has become well, sentient 
I can um, feel what they're feeling all the time. Omen scratches his chin. I suppose that makes some amount of sense. Even if it's a little unfair to the captain. Yeah, I feel really bad. I'm not trying to undercut his year. <laughs> but uh, you are the one who created it, so in a, in a way, I guess. I can see how you might have some connection. Yeah. Um, it's, um, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, well, I don't know. Perhaps you're kind of familiar with the feeling. Can you always feel what Ham is feeling? Um, yes, but I think that comes with a a sense of familiarity and, and long-time exposure and, and us working in harmony with each other. I, I kind of assumed it was a special case. Maybe. Uh, wow. I suppose my whole situation is a special case. <laughs> that's... Yes, that's very accurate. Um... why I felt so weird about saying anything. I guess um, I don't know, this whole situation has been so what it is that I didn't want to make things even weirder. Yeah. I want to stir the pot when it's already, uh, and stirred a lot, but I think some time has passed, and I think people would probably be in... I think Hish will be fine. <laughs> Maybe. It, it'll it be a bit of a blow. He named the ship after his son, though. <laughs> yeah, but the ship already tossed that name. Ooh, what, how do you think triumph, right? Do you think Albus would Oh my god. Oh my god, I don't know. I don't know. Should I try should I keep trying to talk to Triumph? Like I mean, is that something not? I should pursue? If you want to. I mean, I suppose if you got closer with Triumph, you could ask them what some of their capabilities are and we'd be better prepared with maybe how to use that fire cannon wherever it do you think it's in the like right in the prow it just fires out of his nose I don't know I don't know if I want to know <laughs> I I you haven't seen did you see Triumph's mouth I don't think I did. I'm pretty sure mm. this is the first time you've heard that Triumph had a mouth. I'm I'm sorry, did you say mouth? Oh yes, I, I, I mentioned, uh, you know, 
it biting things, right? Okay, all right. Oh, um, here, I have a great idea. Uh, Ham, you remember how it looked like from the front. Let's, yeah. uh, let's do a speed paint. Oh, God. <laughs> and Ham is so excited for this. Um, and uh, at this point throws up a canvas onto the wall and over the uh, period of like two, three minutes is able to give just a really quick, uh, a really quick sketch of what Triumph looked like. And you see that it is, there are four eyes where the portholes had once been on either side of the bow and the bow actually broke at about the halfway point to then recede back into a jawline that is slightly distended in this picture and you can see what looked like an impossible number of rows of terribly sharp serrated fangs and teeth that just go forever it seems into a void it is dark in texture along the sides you see that there are these giant fins and it almost looks like it almost looks like some sort of infernal whale. Uh, Ham, you're not taking any artistic liberties with this, are you? Oh no, this is this was exactly what we saw. I mean, uh, it has uh, the whole carapace now, so I don't know if it would look precisely like this when oh. it did, does that again, but... Okay, well, glad we made some revisions that's um whew, that is terrifying you know i find it kind of funny that i seem to have grown fondest of this ship fastest <laughs> the carapace helped a lot thanks the for that. carapace really helped <sighs> but he just oh, it's so hard when he seemed so excited to eat another ship I know that excitement. And if we're up against another ship that we're tr battling for our life against, why not indulge it? That's um, certainly one credit to Triumph. They are willing and eager to fulfill their purpose. Ullman, Ham tells you via uh, your telepathic bond that uh, they think they they know how you could find out uh, how the ship uses its fire. Oh, what what are you thinking? We could just ask it. Oh, yes, I suppose that's right. And. I was uh ham will you jill you see ullman like get the get the ham stare you can tell like based off of how uh how the facial structure moves between ullman and ham at this point and you see that ham is currently the one controlling this body and as they open up their mouth it is like three different tones that are being uttered all at once and Ullman to you it sounds like Ham is just making like 
a dial-up modem sound out of their mouth. But Jill, you hear him ask the question, how do you use this fire? But you hear it uh, because you understand this language. And the response from the vowels of the ship that can be heard throughout are just a series of deep grumbles that also sound like they are like glass scraping against glass and jill you hear that it will uh that all you need to do is aim and it will fire true and like ham nods that and then relays that to you as well omen and you see them uh put their hands together and extend outward and actually use the ability to create small things to create what looks like a small miniaturized version of Triumph where the bow of the ship actually, like you see a tiny little hish run over, sit on ballista, aim with a ballista, and then the bow of the ship splits open to reveal the maw and you just see a large ball of fire shoot out from the maw of the ship. Okay, you know, on second thought, that's kind of badass. I, yeah, I, damn, it's really cool. This has done nothing to dissuade me that I don't like who made Triumph, because I don't agree with him in my interactions, personally, uh, but this this ship is is pretty cool now that I uh, am not so shocked about it. Um, uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I definitely don't want that to be a, a dig at you. That was, that was not the point, so. No, 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 I understand. Um, <laughs> All right, um, uh, just, I, I don't know, maybe, I, it feels weird to say this, maybe don't tell Hish and Albus, because I don't know how they're going to react, and maybe I should tell them, but I don't know if I want to tell them yet, but, um, yeah, you understand, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, um, well, this has certainly been edifying. I am going to go decompress. <laughs> and then I think she'll scoot around you and take the mug. <laughs> yeah, he, he like has filled it with fresh coffee. Yeah. And she nods in appreciation and, and scurries out. Albus, you and Hish were both minding, minding your own businesses wherever you were. And again, this rumbling sound of glass on glass being strained just seems to emanate from the bowel of the ship. What the hell was that? Girlfriend. You hear Omen yell from the deck, Sorry, that was my bad. Omen? Uh, my bad. <laughs> uh, if either of you poke your heads out, 
he explains, uh, I, uh, was trying to figure out how we're supposed to use our ballista now, so I asked Triumph, uh, but apparently Ham knows how to actually speak to him, so he said some stuff that sounded not quite as grating to hear, but definitely not anything I could understand, and then Triumph spoke out loud, which I wasn't expecting, and that was painful. Was it a language that Albus understood? It is not. Okay. Uh-huh. But anyway, and he points at the, the ballista. It's like, you just sit up there, and you aim at what you want to shoot at, and you pull the trigger, and then he fires a fireball from his mouth. Fuck, that's actually kind of cool. I know, right? <laughs> Okay, okay, well, um, I'll be on deck then. I'll be here. Neat. Goes back to the kitchen. Okay. So, it is the evening of the second day. It has been an eventful trip thus far, that is for sure. And uh as night begins to fall it is currently in that uh that early night where like the sun has already gone down and it's a very almost uh light purple color to the actual skyline rather than being the deep blue of true night and about i want to say as as you're traveling there is a sense of being ill at ease that seems to rest in and both of your regular abs uh your crew members as they have been uh out here kind of trying to trying to fish honestly they had no problems with just fishing for an extended period of time um they it's not like they're getting restless, but they just don't really feel well. Almost like there's like a weird film about everything. And it's not just like the coastal grime and it's not a chapstick like texture of an accidental, uh, of an accidental oopsie. Uh, this is just like the air itself feels wrong. And there is a moment of quiet out on the shore and Jill you receive a feeling from uh from triumph of hunger and a feeling of readiness and off towards the front of your vessel uh, those of you who are out on the deck, you hear the sound of rumbling water and parting waves as a form actually begins to appear from the uh, from an area of sea near you that was previously unoccupied. You see a long white. Uh, almost bone-like structure jutting out, and as this thing appears, you can see that it is another ship. 
the bow of this ship has what looks like a long whalebone that makes up the front curvature towards the actual vessel. And there are a continuous series of what looks like bones that have been interwoven that are now just having water seep out of them as you watch as this vessel makes its way to the surface looking towards your ship. Uh, it is making its way towards you at a rather startling speed, and you can feel, Jill, that Triumph is ready to devour. And as this secondary vessel is making its way towards your, uh, towards your ship, that is where we are going to go into our break for the evening so we are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes so don't go no place unless it is to grab a food grab a drink grab a friend or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com pick yourself up something nice but we will see you guys shortly all right everybody bye, -bye. we have returned hello everybody and welcome back uh so Last we left off, the large, uh, the adjacent ship that you guys had been warned about, uh, captained by one Tamarout, has emerged in front of you. This vessel is made up entirely of bones, and you can see that there is a formidable amount of crewmen that are actually on, uh, that are on this vessel as well. And one of the ones that you take particular note of uh, is uh, they are a, they well, one, they have flesh, which is very strange, uh, but they have very large horns that actually come off of the back of their head, and they are sta uh, sitting on the railing uh on the helm next to what looks to be the captain of this vessel you aren't sure what this creature is necessarily uh but it looks uh it looks mean and it looks very smelly as any time seawater and wet fur get involved it's just never a good time um but this vessel is making a way towards uh, towards triumph and a lot of you, so I'd like for everybody to roll initiatives. Uh, I think Omen would be out on deck, because as soon as he gets that uneasy feeling, he's like, it's going down. It's going to be here. <laughs> Albus is uh, below deck, uh, grasping his head. Uh, which would explain his natural one. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, Jill is up on the deck because she got the vibe check and uh, as a 16 for initiative. Uh, Hitch is also on the deck, but he only got a 12 for initiative. And Ullman, what'd you get? Uh, dirty 20. Okay. Sounds good. So, uh... Both of the vessels are going to move on initiative count 20. So uh, that is just sort of setting when Triumph is going to be doing Triumph things, when their vessel is going to be doing things appropriate to their vessel. Uh, so uh, at this point, the horned creature that you had seen is... Uh, is gearing up to actually 
pounce. Uh, it looks like they kind of move along the side railing and you they hunch over and there is this long tail that is sort of just swishing back and forth with this nasty salt water uh, that is whipping about it. So then that is... It is going to be ready for when the ships are near each other. And on initiative count 20, uh, the vessels move. As Olman, you uh, you have uh, your initiative count 20 as well. Uh, but because these are already things that are moving versus moving on top of them, it's more just like trying to track when stuff is getting by, uh, getting by each other. So as this large bone vessel actually gets near uh, Triumph, a lot of you hear a sort of groaning breaking noise as Triumph is going to then extend their maw out and latch on to the side of their vessel and just begin trying to take a large chunk of it. As, uh, as their teeth sink in, there is a follow-up groan that seems like it is in, it is in distress. Uh, but this is also coming from Triumph. And on the front where Triumph is actually bitten in to the side of this bone vessel, the sides of this, uh, the sides of the opponent's vessel actually jut out. And you see that long spikes and spears made of bone are coming from the area near where Triumph has actually bitten in and has penetrated through the wooded carapace of your creature. Olman. Uh, I think Olman races over to the the ballista. Uh, what's the most important looking thing that I can see that I can shoot at? Well, there's a man standing at the helm of a ship. He seems pretty important. Uh, other than that, you aren't necessarily sure of the structural integrity of their vessel. Um... Can I see a large grouping of sailors? I would say yes. What What are you yelling at me? <laughs> uh, hmm. Captain and demon dude are a whole lot of crew members. I think crew members. Okay. Cannot hear you. Clicked on another page. Uh, am I just adding dex and proficiency for this? So because you are shooting a fireball, uh, you just need to roll for damage on this. But okay, cool. as you go to properly aim and fire it, Triumph is still locked on to the, like, to the hull of the opponent's ship. The fireball is really more of like a long distance cannon that you can fire, but when you're that close, you would just be firing it directly into the hull of the opponent's ship. 
You wouldn't necessarily need to aim because Triumph can't like then angle and shoop to whoop the fireball up from the from the base of your vessel onto the onto the uh, deck of theirs when you guys are literally like fifteen. He feet said, apart. "I'll aim true." That's a psychic fireball if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Get your Pathfinder logic uh, out of here. I meant homing, but. This is a slight that I won't take. I wasn't even thinking Pathfinder. <laughs> Maybe think I was thinking Binding of Isaac and homing shots. Uh, but yeah, I'll just shoot a fireball straight between those those ribs into the hole. Okay. Sounds good. So roll for damage. Uh, 66? Uh, I believe fireball is... 8d6? I thought it was 8d6. I don't have it on my page, so. I will check it. Yeah, fireball is 8d6. 8d6, cool. Thirty-one. Okay. It will automatically fail its save because you like your your ship's mouth is already into their ship. It is not it is impossible for it to miss at this point. Alrighty, so it is now the demon boy who is holding his turn. Uh they are actually going to leap off of the uh, railing where they had been at, and they are going to then try and stomp towards you, Ullman. And uh, so they end up getting close next to you, and uh, they are going to make a tail attack towards you they actually like even though they seem uh infernal in nature and they have these large horns you see that the tuft of fur that you had thought was fur anyways at the end of this tail actually solidifies into these incredibly sharp points and it is going to then try and whip out towards you so it is then going to get does a 19 hit uh, I'm going to go ahead and cast shield. Okay. And say no. Alrighty. So as this thing's tail gets close to hitting you, you manage to throw up the shield and avoid its attack. So then next up is going to be one of the crew members on the opposing ship. Uh, who is also going to jump over uh, from their vessel onto yours, and they are going to attack one of your crewmen. And that is... Yeah, that would be enough to hit that boy. And then... Okay. Then they make a second attack, and that second attack misses. 
Uh, but you now have one of these undead uh, pirates on your side of the ship. And looking at them, they look bloated. It looks like they these are waterlogged corpses that have gained some form of sentience. Uh, if you have seen The Shining, the woman in the tub, imagine that. But like as uh, as as villainous uh, skeletons that are now trying to invade your vessel. Indoor with the fog. Hey, man, they're gross. Them's is real nasty. So next up is Jill. Okay, so there are two of. There is Dim a voice. there is a uh, horned, tailed, with skin individual, uh, definitely demonic in origin, that is currently harassing Olman. Uh, and then you have the uh, the bloated uh, the bloated guy with the longsword that is currently on your vessel as well. Those are the only two that are on your ship. Everyone else is currently still on their original vessel. Uh. Are they like close together? <laughs> they, some of them do look like they are close together. Uh, if you were looking for a kind of cluster, you could hit three of them. Follow up question. Uh, what's the weather like today? <laughs> the weather is stormy. It's cloudy. It's not like there's already thunder and lightning going on in the background, but there could be could be being the key word here so <laughs> jill is going to like reach her hand up to the sky and kind of like just move it in like a little spiraling formation and as she does so above the other ship you see dark gray clouds also begin to like spiral out um and you hear the rumble of thunder uh and uh once it gets to a large enough size, she's just going to bring her hand down and with that, a crack of lightning as she casts, call lightning okay. <laughs> on uh, that little little group of three there. Uh, so that's going to be a uh, deck save okay. of 17. Oh, 17. Okay. Well, they all fail then. Excellent. Um, I was like, this guy got a 17. I'm sure he'll, or he got like a 16. I'm sure he'll be fine. So it's 3d10 unless it's storming. Then it's 4d10, but I don't think it was storming before. It was just cloudy. It was so. just cloudy. Okay, then I will roll the three. Um, actually, you know what? No, fuck them. I'm going to use channel divinity and use destructive wrath. And hit them for the full 30 points. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, they they take it. They do not like what has just uh, occurred upon them, but they're still standing afterward. So. And, um, yeah, I, I think she's just going to move herself I think back a little bit. Um, so while still maintaining concentration on this storm cloud. Okay. Sounds good. So your remaining concentration on the storm cloud. Then next up is 
the captain and one of the guys that you just electrocuted. So the captain is actually going to look down at the lot of you that are on the deck of the ship. And Ullman, I need you to make a wisdom save. Is a 19 going to do it? Fuck you. Yeah, that's fine. So uh, you feel there is, or you watch as this kind of dark iron crown forms above your head very momentarily. And it looks like it is about to try and sink in on your skull. But as it does, Ham just extends outward and envelops it. And you watch as that iron just acidically dissipates within ham's body and you get a little taste that ham was happy to have to have nommed on something he got a little mid-fight snack and then next up is one of these other or the uh the crewman that is also going to make its way onto your vessel and it is going to they are going to attack the the able-bodied sailor that the other one had attacked before. And you watch as that crewman goes down. Then with the second part of its action, it is actually going to grab the body of your of your companion and you see them just throw them overboard. Can, can I... Can I do something to stop him? <laughs> well, uh, it is. There's one more of these other individuals' turn, and they are going to actually jump over as well, uh, and they are going to go on to Jill, and they are going to try and strike out towards you as Jill. You were mean and called lightning down from the sky. Uh, so... Uh, with the command of the captain, they are going to point out towards you. And there is a sense of recognition from this other, uh, from this former sailor, you're guessing, this former pirate, with their captain. And they are going to try and go out towards you. So, uh, Jill, does a 24 hit? Yeah, that hits, but I, I don't like the sense of recognition. <laughs> Why is it recognizing me? <laughs> no, they're recognizing like they're like it points out towards you. The captain does. And the crewman looks up towards the captain. They have a moment of recognition with each other. Like they can't speak to each other because I'm dead. Got it. Yes. So they have got not it, just been it. like that one. Like no, like they're doing it because you called lightning down from the sky, not because they recognize you as a person. So Jill, it is. It doesn't actually. Uh, it doesn't have a sword or anything like this. You just see it kind of raise up a hand and swipe out towards you, and it is going to make an unarmed strike. Uh, that is going to be for a total of nine points of bludgeoning. And then I need you to make a constitution save. Okay. That is Garbo. Um, yeah, that's going to be like a four. Okay. Sounds good. 
So you have. You have now gained a condition upon oh boy, failing which this one? constitution save. So this is a. Okay. Just know that you are poisoned. Don't like it. Um, also, I need to roll a concentration check. Yes. Uh, for call lightning. Gotcha! Uh, 14? Yeah. Because you just need to beat a 10 if the damage is less than that. So, then it is going to make a second attack towards you. That is a natural 20. I hate that. <laughs> and that is for 13 points of bludgeoning. Alright, let's make another concentration check. Hopefully, it goes good. Uh, 14. Okay, so you still managed to save on that. So then, it makes a I would like to use my reaction. Sure. <laughs> to fucking get it with the one thing that I was- Wrath of the Storm! <laughs> Wrath of the Storm to, to get it back. Um, that will be a deck save of 17. Okay. That is a 17. Uh, so it makes it. Okay. Um, so 2d8. I'm going to do lightning damage. So that's a nine, have two, four. Four. Um, and as a bonus to that, um, anytime I deal lightning damage to a large or smaller creature, I can also push it up to 10 feet away from me. Okay. So just a yeet. <laughs> so I would say that if you would like, you can either push it on like you can either push it off the deck to just have it then immediately fall off the side uh because it it did uh or no it needed the 17 so the seven whenever you deal the damage it just does that anyways like it doesn't need to make a save uh yeah i can i can like copy and paste the text okay in chat or something uh if if this would let me That's what it says. Okay. So, I will say that you, if you would like, can just yeet this dude off the side of your vessel. I would love that. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. So, thankfully, Wrath of the Storm is, as always, very helpful. So, then next up is going to be... He went... Hish, it is your turn. <clears throat> okay, can I get the lay of the land? Yes. So currently on your side of the ship, there are uh, two of these. We will call them drowned blades because they have swords on them. So there are two drowned blades that have currently uh, sliced up one of your able-bodied sailors and then thrown their body overboard. There was a uh, 
there was one of these more hand-to-hand oriented ones uh, that Jill has just blasted off the side of the ship as well. And then there is straight up what looks like a demon fighting Ullman. Like, that is not like a weird drowned person. That just looks like a demon. Um... Yeah, I think I'm gonna... Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help Ullman with the demon. Sounds good. Yeah, that totally hits. Yay. Um, I'm also going to make it a... Where is it? There's no one near him, right? That is correct. It is just you and Ullman going up against this guy. And looking across the... And looking across the the uh, side of your ship onto the, onto the enemy's vessel... Uh, you see that the the captain it doesn't even seem concerned with everything that is going on. Like, there is just this air of uncaring, and perhaps that's because they're undead, but they are just more focused on looking over towards where Jill is. Mostly because of the lightning. Like, they seem to have a basic understanding of battle strategy. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to make this a, I'm going to try to make this a disarming attack. So I need him to make a strength saving throw. Okay. I find a D8. Yeah. So strength save, that is not nearly enough. Well, it should have cleared a 17. Did it do that? Uh, 17. No, it did not. It got, like, an 11. <clears throat> Great. He is now disarmed. Okay. Uh, so their weapon is a barbed tail. It is not actually a weapon that they wield. Um, mm. So for your disarming strike, uh, what, does the, what does the move say? That they drop any weapons that they are wielding? It says... Uh... Add it to the damage to and to disarm the target if it fails a strength saving throw. Okay. So I will say that it still... It won't lose its tail. But you're, you'll still be able to get the damage for the disarming strike. It just doesn't have any, like, actual weapons. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Could... Okay. Could I possibly... As a way of disarming it? You could cut off one of its actual arms if you wanted to. <laughs> I'll take it. I was just going to hold on to his tail, but I'll take it. Yeah. No, so, like, they are now missing an arm in this deep black... It It's not blood. It doesn't flow like blood. It almost oozes out like... Uh... Like when you're frying up meat and you press on it, how the grease just sort of spills out to the side. That sort of spillage is what is occurring out of this open wound. God, is anybody else hungry? <laughs> so very much. Also, 21, 21 damage okay. total. Got it. Thank you for giving me so much time to do math. And he's going to hit him one more time. Go for it. 
And then how much uh, 14 of that plus is... 9, I assume. That'll hit. How much of it is fire damage versus regular damage? Uh, 7 is fire damage. Okay. And then the rest is regular damage. Okay. 23 to hit. Which I assume is a yeast. Yes. I'm just going to make that right. 12, Rago, 5, fire damage. Okay. It's like this every time Hish comes in. With a very quick set of flourishing blows. Uh, this creature does not look well. It has taken a, a substantial amount of damage. I took his whole arm off, so... You did. <laughs> And you do it again. Uh, so then next up is another one of these drowned blades uh, who was initially caught in Jill's lightning call. And they are going to hop over, make their way towards Jill, and try and attack out towards you. And that is a 13 to hit, which I don't believe does. Wow. And then a 23 to hit. Eh, yeah, that one will do it. For a total of 7 damage. Alright, and a roll. A concentration check. Uh, do I have disadvantage on that? Nope, attack rolls and ability checks. Eh. Uh, 16. Okay, so... Yeah, you're good. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yay. So then next up, there is uh, one more of these hand-to-hand -hand boys uh, that is going to jump over the side of the vessel, and they are going to then get up towards uh, you, Hish, uh, as you are waving around this fiery saber, and they are going to try and strike out towards you. Might so, take his arms, too. An 11 doesn't hit. Uh, does a 17 hit? It does not hit. Okay. Then they're going to make one last attack towards you for a nine. So they they don't even get close. Nine. So now that we have gone through most everyone, Albus, it is you and then one other drowned blade. Ah, oh, he didn't beat a natural one, did he? No. Well, you have a plus two to your decks. Yes. And they also got a three total, but they have a minus one to their decks. Yeah, so... Albus, like, finally makes his way to the deck. Like, he looks like he just got out of bed. Like, he he doesn't have, like, a jacket or anything on. He's, like, full shirtless. It's nasty. Um, What does he see? So, Albus, what you see in front of you is that there are two drowned blades that are standing by themselves. There are, uh, there is a drowned blade and a hand-to-hand -hand guy that are up in Jill's grill. Then there is a hand-to-hand -hand guy and a straight-up demon 
that are currently engaged with Hish and Ullman. Uh, and then there is the captain of the ship, uh, of the enemy ship, still at their helm. And then uh, also on the deck of the opponent's ship, there seems to be one more of these uh, very bloated-looking corpses that looks like they're getting ready to also hop over onto your deck here relatively shortly. How how far away is uh, like the captain and stuff? The captain, I would say, is at most 60 feet away. How far away is the demon? The demon being on your ship is less than 30. Okay. I need the captain to make an intelligence saving throw. Okay. That is a 14. <laughs> I hit with a cantrip for eight point for eight points of psychic damage. Okay. Uh he will need to uh subtract a d4 from his next saving throw, which is gonna be really easy to remember because I'm gonna make that happen right now. I'm gonna spend a couple of sorcery points to quicken a spell. But uh the captain and the demon are gonna need to make charisma saving throws. Okay. Captain gets a 20, or then... Uh, subtract the d4. Okay, so 20... A 16. Okay. And then the demon... That demon! The demon uh, is going to get an 8. They're both vanished. Okay. Where did they come from? Where did they go? <laughs> Where did they go to, Three-Eyed Joe? <laughs> so, yes, this demon just snarls in front of you, Hish, with this spurting of black blood or black ichor coming from its severed arm. And then... Just gone. And as like this like small cloud of smoke dissipates, looking past, you see that the captain of the other ship is also gone. And Albus oh. is just standing shirtless on the deck, looking very proud of himself. Well, looking very pained, but yes. yes. Albus, put a shirt on. <laughs> okay. I mean... There's a lot happening right now. So then, <laughs> is this really is... what you're worried about? Yes. <laughs> so then, it is the last of the drowned blades, uh, who is going to get onto your ship, and they are going to. They see a shirtless guy. They're gonna With... try and do a heck and stab on the shirtless guy. With tentacles. With tentacles. That doesn't make it any better, but that is. An eight, which is not enough to hit Albus. And then... Does a 15 hit Albus? Not if I shield. 
Okay. Yeah, and it just lumbers over towards you, and as it does, you see that it's trying to to moan in the way that the undead typically do, but rather than any actual sound coming out, it is just pushing the water that it has, that has lodged, uh, lodged itself in its lungs outward. And you see that there are, like, small fish that are also coming out with it. It's a nasty time. But that is it for their turn. Uh, that guy is no longer with us because of a banish. So then it is our two ships that are going to then make moves on their own. Uh, so I would like for Jill, roll a d20. Oh, Jesus. Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, uh, 12. Okay. So uh, it hits this other ship. Uh, not necessarily because the other ship's AC is less than 12, but because Triumph has a plus 8 to hit. Oh, Jesus! Jesus, Triumph! <laughs> with his big old chompies. And then... Uh, Hish, roll me 4d12. Nobody rolls those dice. Triumph does. How do we get to roll those dice? Is Triumph a barbarian? I don't have any d12s on me. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Surely I have some here. Alright, so how about this? Everyone except except Hish, roll (laughs) 1d12 and we'll add them all together. 12. 11. Well, shit for a total of 36 because I rolled a one. Oh, okay. <laughs> a likely story. <laughs> but yeah, so nervous. you all hear another large monching sound as uh, Triumph continues to just make their way into the belly of this other ship. And then that ship. Again, Triumph is once again met with a uh, a night a not as as comfortable feeling as it gets speared uh, by these bone sparks that are or these bone spears that are emerging out of the side, and you can see that they actually have hooks on them. So as they pierce into the side of Triumph, as the ships continue to pass, they are just raking at this infernal flesh that triumph has hidden beneath the wooden carapace and you can see that chunks of the wood are actually falling off from the damage that triumph is sustaining excuse me sir that's my dog does the boat die.com <laughs> <laughs> so that is it for them next up Olman, what would you like to do uh well with no demon in front of him I think he'll see that there's one of these bloated zombies attacking uh, Albus and move over to attack that one. Is a bonus action. I'm going to go ahead and uh, give him those big comic eyes, aka Hexblade's Curse. Okay. And then I'm going to green flame blade. 
Play. This isn't an acquisition incorporated campaign anymore. We can't do that. <laughs> For a total of 12 to hit. <laughs> For a total of 12 to hit? That is actually enough. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, They're wearing waterlogged leather. Do I have a sneak attack? Uh, You do have a friend within five. Twenty-seven. Okay. Uh, so this is the one that was on Albus. So let me see here. That would put him at. They are still alive. Okie dokie. Well, uh, I can't do anything else about that. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. So, then next up is going to be one of the drowned blades that had originally been attacking one of your other crewmen. Uh, your one remaining crewman has sensed this, like, kind of, like, run back under the deck of the ship. They didn't have their weapons. They had a fishing pole out at the time. So, like, uh, they don't really feel like they would be that useful in this fight. Uh, but they are going to come up towards uh, towards the shirtless man, Albus, and they are going to try and make a, a heckin' stab. Does a 16 hit? No. Okay. And second attack. A 9 won't hit if a 16 didn't, so their attacks also just seem to fall short. Uh, but now there are two of these. Uh, there are two of these individuals that are upon ye. Man, the shield weapon. is such a good spell. The weapon just bounces off of Albus's thick, meaty chest. <laughs> the armor was nerfing him. Yeah. <laughs> God. Now I can't. Now that's in my brain. I it lives there now. So then next up is Jill. Um. Okay. Is everyone on our ship now and like engaged? With yes. Someone minus the one that got yeeted off the boat. Yeah, minus the one that got yeeted, and also minus the ones that Albus just disappeared. Okay. I don't want to hit my friends with call lightning which i feel like is a possibility if i did that um let me just how's the one in the water doing is it are they are they still are they doggy paddling what what's up with them uh the one that you yeeted into the water just sank oh cool sick <laughs> um Um, is, is drinking a potion an action or a bonus action? It is an action. Okay. I will glug, 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 drink one of my healing potions as an action. 
Um, uh, where, where the heck is? I always forget. I need to roll. Okay. Okay, that is math, 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 eight points of healing. And then as a bonus action, uh, yeah, I can cast that. That's not concentration. As a bonus action, uh, I would like to cast spiritual weapon and rattle those chains, baby. Okay. Um, and uh, is there one still in my grill? Yeah. Okay, that one's gonna get thwacked uh, by the chain. Just, just real quick. For 24 to hit? Yeah, it'll hit. For 10 points of, what is this, force damage? Force damage, yes. Okay. Sounds good. They are still alive. Well, alive is a strong word, but they have ta- <laughs> they have taken the damage and have not yet fallen. So, uh, then next up, because that was your action, bonus action, then it, it that would be that guy's turn, but he is banished so that doesn't count uh the one that you just struck jill is actually going to try and then strike out back towards you and that is another natural 20 oh my god you got to be kidding me right now <laughs> nope no all right so I'm that eat is that for 13 points of slashing Okay, let me roll my concentration check. Well, that is a 14. Okay, yeah, no. The, with concentration, it is half of the damage, but if the damage is less than 10, then the DC is just 10 flat. Okay, I always forget how concentration yeah. checks work. Yeah, so you are good on that one. They swung out twice towards you. Uh, only being able to land the one solid hit. I'd like to use my reaction. Okay. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm going to hit this one too in Wrath of the Storm. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. So uh, that is that's... a natural one on its deck save. Perfect. Um, and I'm going to hit it with that lightning damage. And I'm also trying to push this one out of my face. Okay. Oh, well, I rolled, like, garbage. That's, like, three points of lightning damage. <laughs> the fact <laughs> that you I'm can still, still to... move this, yeah. Yeah, I'm still... Yeet. <laughs> so, this boy is successfully yeeted uh, and is no longer on the vessel. And you hear that there is the... It's not a splooshing sound, as you might expect. Uh, looking over the side of the ship, uh, Triumph is close enough with this uh, bone ship that as the body falls in, they just get smooshed. 
between the two as they kind of rub up against each other and they just turn into a rather gnarly looking streak along the side of uh, Triumph's carapace. So that is that dude's turn. So then, let's see. Okay, so I believe that means it is Hish's turn. All right, so like there's like one a lot of bloaty boys. Oh, a lot of bloaty boys? How yeah. many bloaty boys? There are currently five bloaty boys. On our side of the ship? Yes. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'll hit the bloaty boys. Um, Can I get... Are there two of them next together somewhere near me? Yes, there are the, uh, so there are, I believe there are two that are currently on Albus. Okay. Yeah, then I'll, I'll head over to Albus and I'm going to make it a sweeping attack. If it is. What's it, 18 plus 9, so I assume. Yeah, that'll hit. That'll do it. Thirteen regular damage. Eight fire damage. Get that out of die go. And then six bonus damage. And the guy next to him gets the six. Okay. That sounds good. And then I'm gonna go back. I strike one way, and then I'm going to go back, and I'm going to strike the other way in a crisscross. Nice. And try to hit them both again. That's a 17 plus 9. Oh, yeah. That hits. 12 regular damage. 8 fire damage. Another 6 bonus damage. Okay. So... <laughs> The first one that you strike, you see your blade sinks in, and yeah, they do not, uh, their undead fortitude does not kick in uh, as your blade slices through them. So they are, they are no longer uh, able to, able to, to hold themselves because they would have had to get a 25 on a con save. And that's just, they can't do that. That's not a not a thing all right so that is it for hish's turn unless you had a bonus action that you wanted to do um is, is there anybody else on the other on the other ship it does not appear to be as though as though there are other crewmen on the deck of the other ship but it is still sailing past us yes it is still moving it is carrying its own momentum um can i use my movement to board the ship oh for sure fine i do that <laughs> okay so yeah hish uh make a athletics check Hi. 
one killed. Nineteen plus nine, so twenty. Twenty-eight. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Olman, what did you say? Was the one killed the one I cursed? Yes. Oh, cool. Uh, I'll just describe that on my turn. Okay, sounds good. So yeah, Hish, you do this large X-like pattern with this flaming scimitar and. All things considered, there is a really cool after image that's left as all of this is happening so quickly that there's just this flaming X for a brief moment, then one of them falls down while the other takes a serious amount of damage, and then you are just turning and running. They are going to try and make an attack of opportunity against you as you run away from them. That's fine. That is an 18 to hit. That just hits. Okay, so that is going to be... A there's six points of slashing damage. Make me a constitution check. Or a constitution save. I don't want to. I'm gonna use my spicy die. It's been rolling spicy. Oh, I have a plus nine to constitution save. I think I'm okay. Yeah, fifteen plus Yeah, you're fine. Nine. Don't even worry <laughs> about it. So yeah. Uh you feel like there's something on this blade that the creature is using on this old rusted oh, longsword uh but you're a big sturdy dad there's no way that that kind of nastiness is gonna affect you at all mm -hmm. so yes you have boarded uh the bone ship at this point in time so then next up is that guy is dead, so he doesn't move anymore, thankfully. Which means that that is so that was Pish's turn. So then there are there is one more of uh, this unarmed uh, bloated one that is then going to. Uh, come up towards you. Uh, they seem to be focusing on Albus, possibly something to do with the fact that he is shirtless and they get hungry pretty easily. Uh, and so it is going to make a round of attacks against you. That is a 17 to hit? No. How does a 23 look? A 20 will hit. Okay, cool. Uh, so then it is going to get four, four points of bludgeoning. Okay. Okay. Make a, uh, also make I a... got, I got a, uh, 16 plus one. Okay. And then that is to maintain concentration on the banishment and then make another constitution save. Natural one. All right. Sounds good. The dichotomy of fish. Got it. Cool. That's all that I needed. Uh, so then next up is Albus. Or no, sorry, because it needed to make a its third attack for a 21 against you, Albus. That was for five points of bludgeoning. Okay. Uh, I I uh, got a thirteen, so I 
think the concentration yep, is still up. Still up. Alrighty, so that is it for its turn. Next up is you. How many creatures are up on this deck? On this deck currently, there are... There are a total of three. There are a total of three? Yes. Uh, which one looks like it has not been hurt the most? The one that looks like it has not been hurt the most was the unarmed one that had currently just launched a flurry of undeady blows towards you. Okay, I need that one to make an intelligence save. A natural one. <laughs> I love hitting with cantrips. Uh, seven points of psychic damage. Uh, and then I need all three of them to make uh, not Christmas saves. I believe it's intelligence save. And that one gets to subtract D4 from it. It is intelligence. They all fail. <laughs> uh, every Everybody takes 10 points of psychic damage and can only use the dash and disengage action on the next turn. Okay. As I thrust my migraine at them, and I use mind thrust. Sounds good. Uh, so the one that shares your initiative count uh, is just going to jump overboard. They are just going to remove themselves and send themselves back into the ocean. Uh, then next up is, well, that demon is also banished. They are currently back in the hells or the infinite layers of the abyss. They weren't fighting in the war. That's fine. Neither here nor there. Uh, and then Ullman, it would be your go. Uh, currently there are only two of these undead men that are still on the ship and it seems like both of them are actually immediately on you and your dear friend Albus. Isn't ship before me? Uh, they are just going to continue to munch on each other. So Jill, make another attack. Uh, make another attack for triumph. Come on, my beautiful, sweet baby boy. Natural twenty. So <laughs> that is a total of. 8d12 that need to get rolled for... Okay, I have like, four, I think. I've got I've got many. Okay, so Jill roll four of them. It's because I, I showed triumph of affection. Okay, that is 15, 17, 26. <laughs> Okay, and then Albus roll three, and then Ullman roll one. I rolled a seven. I rolled nine. 26 plus seven is 33. 33 plus nine is 42. I got it. So yes, yeah, so you guys have, have dealt a significant amount of damage onto this bone ship. And at this point, the bones are actually receding out of Triumph as Triumph has just been like Pac-Man monching the side of the other uh, of the enemy's vessel to the point where you know that the structural integrity that it has is failing and it is beginning to list Hish as you have jumped over to the side. 
that's fun. <laughs> so <old>. bye. <laughs> uh, I read my ability wrong anyway, so I'm gonna green flame blade. Uh, this one who has been hit. I think there's one who's both of them have been hit. Yes. Whatever one is right next to me. Um. Does a 16 hit? A 16 does hit. I don't have an ally within five feet. No, Albus is still right yeah. there. The two of you are still partying right next to each other. So 23 to him. Okay. And eight to the other one. For okay. Green Flame Blade. Sounds good. They are both still up. Well, ain't that something? Okay. And then on their turn, one of them will disengage and do the same thing that uh, its its other friend had, which is upon getting to the side of the side of the ship they just jump overboard no longer seemingly uh seeming to be interested uh in this overall um in this overall process of things so the next up is jill and jill you have seen hish jump over the side of triumph onto the bone vessel uh, and is currently looking around as the bone vessel begins to list towards uh, towards Triumph, who has done a heckin' bite on it. Um, I would like to hold my action for, and I I want to hold uh, calling down the lightning again, um, and I want the trigger to be uh, an enemy getting out of a five foot radius from my friends. Okay. So the moment one of them like gets far enough away, um, I'm gonna get them. <laughs> uh, oh, I can, I can still bonus action uh, with the spiritual weapon. Um, I wanna whap the one that's still on the ship. Okay. Uh, da da da. I think I want to say it's like a 17. Let me double check. Uh, yeah, 17. A 17 hits. Seven points of force damage. Okay. Just taking it like a champ. Yep. Alrighty, so then next up is Hish. So, me, Dingo, doesn't know what to do when a ship is listing. But I assume that Hish would have some idea of what to do when one ship is listing towards the other one. So, uh, normally when a ship is listing up towards another ship, there is going to be, there is going to be structural damage that is going to be occurring on the ship that is getting listed into uh if there was enough distance between the two of them uh the listing vessel would just then sink 
into the water it's not going to like turn fully onto its side like a fainted pokemon or anything like that it is just going to then take on water and eventually just sink down but because it okay. is moving it is just going to be continuing its path until eventually it stops and then begins to sink uh so unless you have any way as hish to repair the incredible amount of damage that tri that triumph did when eating bones um well i don't i don't care if it sinks yeah. i just want to steer it away from triumph uh, so go, theoretically yeah. i could go to the helm and so right? yeah go to when you get to the helm and grab a hold of it to begin twisting the helm away make a wisdom save a wisdom save that is a natural 20 baby nice so as you grab hold of the helm and begin to steer it away there is a momentary pang that you feel in the back of your head it is just this very bright very vibrant flash and when this flash occurs there is a feeling like this ship wanted you to keep sailing it that it was going to be the best possible outcome that you could have ever had the worries that you had felt about possibly losing yourself to the ocean and not making it to be there for your family had you just continued to sail this vessel all of those worries would have been alleviated but you know that this is wrong there is this sickening feeling that is coming from the ship and with this flash you see a it is like a a incredibly shadowed large corpulent form they have a stomach that seems like it is bursting with maggots and insects and it looks like the head that you see on this creature has two gleaming red eyes horns that extend down from the top and twist up into twin fine points but it looks like any kind of skin or muscle that would be attributed to that face is just missing and in that moment this form had extended out a finger towards you and made a curling motion towards it and you are able to just nope 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 no oh no uh and nope the fuck on out of there but yep. yes you managed to at least spin uh spin this wheel of the vessel enough to redirect it so it's not going to just immediately capsize onto your friends however okay. that is all that you'll be able to do unless you would like to action surge and then jump back onto your ship oh no i'm gonna find whatever whatever's on this ship i'm staying here baby i got the cloak of the manta ray i'm good okay <laughs> your hubris will consume you <laughs> oh, arrogance i need to buy a house <laughs> okay arshan <laughs> all right so that is what hish is doing uh so then next up is uh is the last individual that had been uh mind rushed and they are also going to just 
begin moving away from Albus and Olman, but then there is a Thunderstrike that is waiting for them. Zap. <laughs> and that is a failed save. They don't they don't make enough. Uh I gotta remember how oh 3D ten. Excuse me. Um that's not but yes it is a D ten. Okie dokie artichoke twenty five. Okay. Uh so again they would have to roll five plus the damage taken to survive uh them being dropped with their undead fortitude but there's no way i can roll a 30 uh when they have such li- uh, a a small amount of uh of a bonus to that saving throw so this bloated boy is completely fried uh and at this point there are no longer uh any enemies that are on your vessel they've all either run away or been cleared out and the three of you that are currently on the deck of your ship, see Hish is just steering this large bone vessel uh, away from Triumph as to not cause any more damage onto onto your ship. Question, Indoor. Yes. Whenever banishment ends, I'm assuming the captain was not native to another plane. They are not. Would... Since the ship has moved, they would will they... fall into the ocean. Thank you. Yeah. No, that is unless you like circle back around and wait in that exact spot, and you're like, "Haha!" When he reappears, no, they weren't tied to the boat. They were tied to that spot on like in an X Y Z axis. Okay. All right. So, uh, Alpha will maintain concentration for the next couple minutes, unless that fail con saved it does something no not yet i hate it i hate it so much so uh hish as you steer uh as you steer these bones away um thankfully you nat 20 your wisdom save you weren't about this life uh and as you are steering it away you actually look back and you can see the damage that was done to triumph uh, it seems that along the side of its hull, there are these large raking scrapes that look like a series of puncture wounds got stuck into its side and then dragged along. And in the strangest sense, your ship is bleeding. There is some kind of internal internal blood-like thing that is inside of triumph that it keeps its life force and that life force is just being emptied out into the ocean behind it as it continues to move it looks like Uh, an oil slick yeah do can i does it seem to be healing itself like it did before or is it just kind of hemorrhaging it looks like it is in the process of hemorrhaging. As you know that the way that your ship healed it before was by a very uh, by a yeah. very plucky cleric using some divine inspiration. Oh shit. I'll be honest, I don't know what to do about that, so I'm gonna I'm gonna search this ship. Okay. So 
the rest of you see Hish leave the helm and then begin making his way into into the bows of the of the bone ship. Uh, uh, can I still make a jump to get over there? It would be a much harder acrobatics check at this point, but you can try. Uh, how far is it? At this point, uh, it is roughly about 50 feet away from the side of your ship. So if you made a running jump and then used a uh, misty step-like ability, you would be able to get yourself to land on there, but you would still need to make the distance of the initial jump. Yeah, I'm just trying to decide if I want to eat up my pack slot, but I'm actually going to go ahead and use Thunderstep instead and not hurt anybody, but just make the jump all at once. Okay. Because that's got a 90-foot range. Sounds good. So with a roaring clap, uh, Omen, well, I don't feel good letting them explore on their own and disappears and appears on the other ship and runs after Hish. Okay. So, Albus, you and Jill are on the deck of your ship. You have just seen Ullman and Hish teleport over to the other ship uh what are the two of you uh what are the two of you doing and jill there is a sense of intense pain coming from your ship i think jill gonna kind of like wince a little bit and just could be like um i'm going to go check on triumph see if i can help them um i'll i'll be back I'm gonna make sure this demon doesn't reappear. Sounds good. Um, holler if it does. And I think Jill's gonna go down. Um, I guess closer to where the injuries occurred. So all of the injuries would have taken place roughly within the bilge. Uh, so when you go down there and as you start wading through, there is a intense smell of iron that seems to emanate from the water where there was none before. And looking up at the, uh, walls of the hull, you can see where there are areas where whatever Triumph is made out of was completely slashed and pierced through. There are actually these like visible holes that you can see out into uh, the early night sky. And as Triumph sails, you can see that the, the muscles that they have sort of like contract and look like they're trying to begin the process of stitching themselves up back together. But they are more focusing on the, uh, on the clotting to actually stop the overall bleeding. Do I get the sense that using like clerical healing magic do i get the sense that that would be effective triumph is a living creature and your clerical magics can heal living creatures works for me um jeez i did i don't even know how much damage this bad boy took um 
Oh wait, that should have been, I forgot to click that spell slot. Um, you know what, we're going to do a, we'll do a, <laughs> okay, let's do a fourth level cure boons. Okay. Pump, pump this bad boy full of that, that healing Thursday energy. <laughs> Uh, four D eight. Where is my other D eight? Uh, that is nineteen points of healing. Okay. So as you give, uh, as you give triumph, this nineteen points of healing. Uh, as the magic emanates out of you, you see almost like uh, spectral recreations of the same bone spears and weaponry that had been coming off of the bone ship uh, seems to manifest in the inside of the bill showing where it once was and you watch as it just gets twisted away almost like uh, rolling up a carpet and these weapons then just turn into this uh, solid line of reddish energy that finds itself along the damaged walls of Triumph and then as that energy dissipates you see that, that those wounds have properly healed in that area. You know that it's going to take you a little bit more time to actually heal up these areas fully uh, but you have a pretty good understanding that you can actually work with this. This is something that you are capable of doing. The thing that stands out the most to you though is that after you've after you've helped with this healing the carapace came off in the areas where triumph had been injured and so you see that there are just where the holes uh would be for this carapace there is just this kind of dark skin like material that exists underneath okay i think as she's doing this she's just like There, there. It's, it's all right. You did good. Yes, you did good. <laughs> Trying to comfort the triumph. Make a persuasion a check. Roll a persuasion to comfort the boat. D and D is a weird oh. game. Dungeons and dragons, baby. Twelve. <laughs> I'll say with advantage because you're actually healing them. 15. There is a sense uh, that comes back from the ship like it knows that it did a good job and it actually will even like it'll make a grumbly noise but it's one of those like yeah like it knows it did a good job. I'm a good boy. Yeah. So yeah, it is getting uh, it is getting reaffirmations that it did a good job, and it's like yeah, it did a great job. <laughs> I ate such a big boat, and then we are going to go onto the second ship with Hish and Olman, who have begun making their way down below. As you are looking through this uh, this ship, you come to the uh, first of these lower decks that are not made in a way that would support any living crewman. 
Uh, there aren't cabins, there aren't separate areas that have been sectioned off for personal quarters. It all just seems very open. And if anything, uh, as this ship is continuing to list and at one point seems to stop as uh, at, a, at a pretty sharp angle but is no longer continuing on its side, uh, it looks like there are dents in the wall like there are the series of concave uh depressions along the side that look roughly humanoid shaped it looks like whatever you fought had actually been resting in the actual walls of the ship before detaching itself and making its way up super gross part of the crew part of the ship Ding. As you continue downward, Hish and Ulmen, I want for you both to make wisdom saves. Ulmen, I want you to roll two. I have to roll. Can you get out of my way? There's a uh, 10 plus 3, 13. A... Dury 20 and an 18. Okay, so Ullman, Ham, you are both safe from whatever it is that is emanating from this ship. But Hish, in a way you can't stop thinking about it. That weird sense that pulled at you that, that let you know that if you continue to captain this ship that you can avoid the end of your own mortality and there is something in the bow of this ship yes i'm indomitable make it see if it works <laughs> uh, <laughs> pray for me oh 19 plus three nice <gasps> and you shake your head again no this isn't what i want god damn it why is this feeling keep happening to me and together you and Ullman go towards at least Hish where you feel like treasure would be best suited for. And in the middle of this deck, uh, as it seems to, it seems like the, the bilge here actually kind of drained in. Uh, and now that you can get a good look at it, you see that there is a large open hole to where the ship has been taking on water. And it would all be a uh, regular boat bottom if not for this dark looking spire that seems to grow out of the center of, uh, of, where, the, uh, of where this lower deck would be. And Hish, that spire is what is like you know that that is what keeps giving you these feelings Ullman and Ham the two of you have the two of you have gotten used to people trying to probe and take over and blah 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 god stuff Umberly can shove it that you you are able to like have the the correct mental fortitudes that it, it this thing hasn't reached out to you in the same manner that it has Hish um but there is something wicked about this. It looks like there are 
these veins that seem to extend up from the spire and connect it to the ceiling. And as you look, it is actually just flesh. It is just strings of flesh that have been connected from the spire to the top. And there are these large spines that seem to grow out of the bottom. And there is a... It's almost like there is a... You get the feeling like there's something inside of this that is looking back upon you. I don't like that thing. I don't like it either. It keeps trying to... tempt me? It's a weird way of putting it. But... Mm. I think I'm just gonna... I think I'm just gonna, and I think he goes over and he's gonna try and, you said it was like this this yes. spire, but it's like flesh, right? It's like a yes. vein. Oh, if you're going to stab it, I will straight up join you. <laughs> I, oh, I'm so glad this is what you were thinking. I was also thinking I want to stab this thing and this could be bad for us, you know. On three together? Yeah. One, two, three. <laughs> okay, make your attack rolls. Oh, that was a three. <laughs> Plus nine, so twelve. Uh, twenty-eight total. Twenty-eight does hit. A twelve does not. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Fifteen. Okay. Uh. So yes, you deal a successful amount of damage into this crystal. Uh, I would like for both of you to make wisdom saves again. Uh, net 20. Okay. So 6 plus 3. Ullman, make a second wisdom save, as you currently have two forms of sentience. 24. Okay. Ish. As soon as you watch Ullman's short sword pierce into this, you feel like there is a sense of pain within yourself that has been struck with this blade, and you don't. You know that there is. That there is something here. This crystal, this gem, whatever it is looks so valuable you're looking for a way to to buy your house why wouldn't this thing be worth the same amount if not more than a mansion and you feel protective over it not to the point of violence at least unless Ullman is going to continue attacking this thing. But right now, you have been enthralled by this ship, by whatever this thing is here within the bilge of the bone ship. And the ship is beginning to sink down, and you are so happy to have with you this cloak of the manta ray so you can just continue to ride this ship down towards its natural resting place. 
Yeah, I think Hish, um, I think he went to strike at it, and as Ullman hit it, was overcome with this feeling, and he, he sort of drops his arm and sheaths his scimitar, and I think he puts a hand on Ullman's shoulder and almost kind of pushes him back. Um, but he doesn't. Captain? He doesn't say anything. It's, he just approaches this this pillar, this crystal. Um, hey, Captain, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't. I don't think he says anything to Ullman. As he just kind of puts his hand on it. Captain, if you don't stop, I'm going to restrain you. <laughs> Ullman, I'd like to see you try. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> and yeah, he doesn't say anything to you. He just. Uh, I want to create some manacles. Okay. Uh, and if you're not looking at me, I want to roll stealth to try to just snap it on both of your hands. That'd be slide a hand. Slide a hand. Twenty-two. You slap him onto Hish, and Hish, you have been manacled. I'd like to bust out of those. Yeah, make a make an athletics check. There's a 19 plus 9. 28. Well, these manacles are originally made of goo, so really, <laughs> they were just manacles in form. Uh, but you make an insight check. Sure. Stop. Stop. He's trying to roll for me. Oh, it's a well, four. they're working on these manacles. I want to hit that 11. crystal. Get away from the crystal! <laughs> With an 11, Ullman is trying to take this ship away from you. Ullman is trying to stop you from being together with Talia. You have never once thought that Ullman was capable of this, but you have these moments and recollections where in the night you and Ullman and Jill had all plotted about what to do, if somebody went a little wild, not naming names, Albus, but in case somebody did, if you would be okay with it. And Ullman, even in that moment, said that he trusted you, but now he's not. He's showing that he is being entirely untrustful of you. He is trying to get in between you, your duty as this ship's captain, to prevent you from seeing your journey towards towards this vessel's home. A home that you know you will be able to then provide for all of those that you care deeply for. Hish, Hish looks at you, Ullman. Um, he turns around, having busted out of the manacles. And I think he sees you um with your sword up or your dagger it's a short sword short sword short sword um yeah he sees you with your sword up ready to to strike at the pillar again and um you see this this steely cold glare in his eyes as he as he stares at you and says you're gonna want to take three steps back now 
You can see Olmen weighing your words. And he, like, in one swift movement, spins around to the other side of the crystal from you and slams into it again with his short sword. Make another short sword attack. And then follow up with two wisdom saves. 21 hit? <laughs> 21 does. Uh, do I get sneak attack with this roll? I'm not your friend anymore. Then are you, well, you're not within five feet of the crystal, so I'm uh, alone with an enemy. Therefore. I would say that you won't get sneak attack on this because it's an inanimate object and you can't sneak on something that has no perception. It's hitting delicate points and it's a crystal and I'm slamming a sword into a crystal. It's ain't siege damage, boy. Uh, anyway, that's 15 then. Okay. And then... Seventeen, eighteen. Who got the 17? Uh, that would be... Ham. Olman, as you as you like reel back, you've you've now swapped sides and hish. Olman has just struck out against this thing that you feel like you should protect. Olman, you feel after your sword connects, you watch as this dark energy. This is where Tharizdin's is like this deep red. This is a blackness that is just outlined with a sickening green that seems to spill out of the crystal and onto your hand, and that energy then seeps into Ham's body. And as much as you want to continue to stab the crystal, there is a disconnect happening here. You and Ham typically work in in tandem, but you feel your arm also go to the side, and there is a look that Ham gives you, Hish, of understanding and knowing. And Hish, you know that they've seen they've seen the truth of the matter. That this is the ultimate way to protect those that they care about. And the ship continues to sink. And that is where we are going to call it for tonight's session. So I would like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stop by and join us for this wonderful sea shanty of a time. Who knows what's happening with Tamarout's fate? It's been an entire, it's been eight sessions so far, and we're getting into the juiciest of meat and potatoes. So. Turns out Tamarot may now be his. <laughs> if you had the chance to change your fate, would you? So with that. What hey, you uh... said about my humorous and. <laughs> yes! <laughs> it will consume you! <laughs> Oh, oh arrogant. So, well, I'm I'm Dingo. You can find me on Twitter at Where's My Dingus. 
Uh, Tuesdays, I'm on Off the Table playing Alas for the Awful Sea, Storms and Stars, another sad ocean time. Uh, it's real good. Kylan's in it. Super great. Um, Thursdays, I'm here. And then every other Friday, I am back on Off the Table playing um, a D&D homebrew campaign called Tales from Thersha. Um, and then on February 29th, uh, Off the Table is having their monthly Otterthon to raise money, and all of that money goes back into the channel, um, paying for, like, editors and art and all kinds of stuff for the streams. It, it takes a lot, so um, feel free to come by. It's a 12-hour stream. I'm playing um, in a game of Girl Underground, which is sort of an Alice in Wonderland um, game. Uh, but there's gonna be there's gonna be three games all spanning from uh, noon to midnight. So feel free to come on by and if you can uh, donate, and those donations uh, will change things in the game. Yo, what's up? It's your boy Reeves. Uh, you can find me uh, saying, "Screw that! No gods, no masters." Have you ever owned a whole ship with a? dank dark crystal in the middle of it uh <laughs> maybe we'll find ourselves some to pilot it anyway you can find me on twitter twitch at reeves underscore bot uh i stream currently on sundays with three of my buddies we're doing a playthrough of terraria we just got into the dungeon i'm maybe halfway through building the house uh which i've sunk a good 10 hours into it now and I regret the immense size of my hubris uh, <laughs> so uh, maybe you'll come join us for that otherwise I'm here on Thursdays having a great time Hoy, I'm cyber I shitpost at several to one on twitter uh, I also talk about whenever I go live on my own channel at twitch.tv slash cyberwolftalker1. I play video games badly, and I talk about lore. It's a good time. Archives that go to YouTube, youtube.com slash cyberwolftalker1, where Colin and I have a podcast. Let's talk about it, where we get drunk, do parkour, and talk about stuff going on in the RPG world. Uh, D&D, D&D Beyond Homebrew Tutorials and other stuffs. That's all there. But for RPG stuff, I'm on DM Skilled. Um, I got a Patreon. I've, I'm here. I'm here on Mondays. I play Arjan, who I promise is not going to make very many more appearances in this game. <laughs> uh, I'm here. I play Albus. And on Saturdays on Prairie Stars channel, I play Kirk, the Shifter Druid. It's a good time. Howdy, everyone. I'm Kylan, otherwise known as Kyle with an N on Twitter and Twitch. On Twitch, I stream video games sometimes. On Twitter, I post about the things I'm in as well as other stuff. Um, you kind of heard about some of the projects I'm in. Uh, Storms and Stars, Black Banner, let's talk about it. But if that ain't enough for you, if you're just hungering for more, uh, Next Wednesday, because we do this on a bi-weekly Wednesday basis, uh, on twitch.tv slash playbooksandpals, you can catch me in a mass game, Planned Obsolescence Season 3. Uh, we're going to start with session number one. We just did session zero, so it's perfect time to jump in. Um, also, 
another podcast I'm in, Cape Lorelei, Urban Shadows, actual play, podcast. Um, it's a real good time. <laughs> so um, yeah, check me out in those places. Or not, it's your choice. But consider. And if you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, Hey fella, what's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the indoor adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash indoor adventures. We do shows like this on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, if this is your first time joining us, consider going to youtube.com slash indoor adventures where you can catch up on all of our VODs. We also upload audio casts wherever audio casts are made available for free. If you already support the show and you're looking for a further way uh, to help contribute in some sort of meaningful fashion, consider going to patreon.com slash indoor adventures where we have an after show called Nights in the Courtyard where we answer questions not only from the community but also from each other. And of course, indooradventure.redbubble.com if you're looking to pick up some sweet merch but we are going to be going to our patreon supported podcast so with that i would like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stop on by and join us for this wonderful journey thank you to these players for putting up with my bullshit once again this week and we will see all of you guys next time all right everybody Bye bye